Hey kids, you're about to listen to a comedy podcast. That means that none of this is medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast featuring Dr. London Smith. And why can't all the little jock boys just get along? Introducing your host, Dr. London Smith. Hello, and welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast, where we discuss fitness and health, and how to incorporate our modern understanding of science and medicine into our daily lives, without it being so boring. I'm your host, DrLondonSmith.com. I'm sorry, it's DrLondonSmith.com. Hey, 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 don't beat yourself up over it, buddy. I've said it before. I swear I've said it before. Y'all, I've heard it. Look, I, so, but I would like to begin by apologizing to our listeners. We've received some feedback about the excessive amount of technical medical terms that I've been using, such as Braxton Hicks contractions and Tasmanian devil wears Prada. So I will try to temper my terminology to a simpler one in the future. And here to help with that is, of course, and Dr. London, your fans have been trolling me. The they call themselves the London Losers. Yeah, that's. I, I guess I didn't realize there was this feud going on bet- between the Cam Girls, my fan base, Cam Girls and Cam Boys, and the London Losers. Like all like brawls, scuffles. Yeah. The other day, you know how I drive best when I'm five beers in. I've said that all the time. Yeah, uh, minimum, but yeah. The other day, I got pulled over, and the police officer, I, I really suspect, was a London loser, just the way he was talking. Yeah, well, did he say, like, man, I suck. God. I don't know. I was so wasted. I have no idea what he said. One of the things I do like about your, and I, I can't endorse the way you drive, physically with the car, but also your prep for driving. Um, I, I do appreciate that you've invested in tesla tesla is the thing that you trust to get you around you say like oh it'll, it'll do anything it'll drive automatically the car catches on fire itself of course but you also drive into a lot of fiery things five beers in and i you've been saying like elon it's elon man it's this this billionaire class that keeps ruining my driving yeah, I really don't trust Elon anymore. And it's, yeah, specifically anytime I'm in an area that's, how do I put it? On fire, I guess is the best way to put it. Simplest, yeah, the quickest. Yeah. Anytime I'm in an area like that, my car gets so hot and I burn my hand. Yeah, no, that's, and like, once again, it's, you know, and we're, I want to say like, we are on the same team here. We are, you know, anti these billionaire class. These people are, you know, ruin the lives of, middle-class people like us who you know like cameron just want to go for a drive a few drinks in yeah and just want to not be harassed by these london losers so i'm asking look cam boys and cam girls and london losers put down the baseball bats i don't know why it's all centered around baseball bats that is very concerning too well that's because you know we're pretty anti-gun yeah i guess so but i don't but have you seen their shirts? They've started wearing like actual baseball like shirts and gear. Like they're becoming teams. I don't really understand. Well, it. it's like when you carry a bat around for long enough, you do start to practice your swings. Like that's that's just a, a natural byproduct of this choice of weaponry. Okay, I guess that does make sense. But yeah, we're just asking you guys out there: take a beat. Yeah, I go just, play baseball. I want to clarify, Cameron, someone asking you. I haven't. Um, I'm still like deliberating how to approach this. You're best. still on the fence with it. Yeah. Well, just like, 
I because like once again, it's it's they're they're endorsing a lot of my policies pretty heavily, so it's hard for me to like say, oh, now stop doing the thing I told you to do. Okay, well, l- let's make a compromise. If you truly can't stop getting in these sort of fights, can we at least switch to tennis rackets? That's all I'm asking. You can still get a good wallop on the head. But it's less damage. Like I, I'm just worried about all. All of our listeners have severe brain damage as it is, and I just don't see how this is helping. I mean, like I guess we can take it to the committee, but uh, like that's that's where I I only have so much of a voice. I guess that's true. All right, uh, Karen, we have a sponsor today. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty excited. It's Caldera Lab. They're um, you ain't capping. No, uh, actually, uh, there's zero cap upon that. Well, I guess the products do. Uh, they come with a cap depending on which. So, so I mean, just to say, uh, uh, we know first impressions matter, and taking care of your skin is the first step in making those first impressions. So, true, it's great true. To show them what. You, yeah, show them what you can do and make a great first impression. No cap with Caldera Lab, where compliments are guaranteed. Once again, no, no cap in the metaphorical sense, but certainly in the, uh, like, they, their products do have a cap on them to keep them thoroughly closed. So Caldera Lab creates high-performance men's skincare products, and the regiment leads off their product lineup. It's a twice-a-day routine to transform your skin. And this is in contrast to your routine that you've been trying to push a little bit, right? Oh, I mean, well, what I was going to say, like, you know, the holidays are coming up, Dr. London, and not everyone, especially in these tough times, Dr. London, not everyone has the cash to get all this fancy skincare. Not that Caldera is very affordable, for sure, but you know what's slightly cheaper is the the face cream I'm making, my DIY face cream that I'm giving everyone for Christmas. This is all of your Christmas gifts. Okay. So... Because this isn't the first time you've pushed sort of a pseudo-medical some, a product at people. Sure. I feel like in the past, it's, th- there have been sort of negative, I don't want to say effects, but that's the word I think that would fit best. Oh, yeah. No, I'm definitely someone who learns from their, more from their failures than their successes, Dr. London. So the amount of failures that I've had must mean that success is right around the corner. I'm getting really close. I'm so much further along than someone who's only failed once or twice, you know? Right, right. Just, just by the sheer principle of it. Okay. Well, so, so uh, for Caldera, the, the regiment leads off their skincare lineup. It's a twice-day routine to transform your skin. Uh, the, the skincare world is heavily female-driven. It's been the Wild West for men, so Caldera Lab makes the solution simple. They have three products, the Clean Slate, the Base Layer, and the Good. The Clean Slate starts an end your day. This face wash leaves all types of skin refreshed. Uh, the base layer is your daily moisturizer to hydrate your skin and jumpstart your day full of confidence. And then the good is your multifunctional serum at night to help your skin look tighter and smoother, and help reduce the visibility of fine lines and wrinkles. And I would say in addition to this, like it's not as not competition, but as as a as the first line of protection you put on your face, you know, use the Caldera products. But before that, put on my product that Dr. Lennon, you're going to be receiving for Christmas. Um, Cameron's crustables. Okay, so it crusts up your face super nice, gets it really crackly and dry, gets it really to the point. I mean, it to, you could peel your skin off. You could peel yeah. your skin entirely off. So that's then you put Caldera on top of it, and then it smooths thing out. So 
just just so listeners know in case they are thinking of trying any of these products so so i will say caldera lab i've been using their products it leaves my face feeling smooth refreshed moisturized uh i cameron i i saw your your cameron's crustable uh when you handed it to me part of it like a drop fell off it leaked off and it it's not a drop i wouldn't say like it's it's you say leak that in, implies it's more of a liquid it's really more of a bar part of it chipped off and it did seem to like boil into the pavement below it sure oh yeah well was it exposed to sunlight yeah, part of it uh, Okay, yeah, do okay. not do that. Absolutely not. Yeah. I would say in general follow vampire rules. This is not turning you into a vampire, but I would say the side effects are very similar. Avoid garlic, avoid crucifixes, things like that. A lot of the labels on your product did say, you know, ingest blood products, which like I will say tr- avoid doing that if possible. Generally, just generally across the board. With oh yes, with Caldera Labs for sure. You you don't have to do anything like that. But yes, with my product, it is going to drain a lot of blood out of you, and so it is probably important to you know drink some, get some of that blood back okay. in your body. Uh, so Caldera Lab also has the Icon Eye Serum. It addresses the three most common skin concerns around the eye, which is fine lines, dark circles, and puffiness. Uh, they're the leader in men's skincare, made with only top tier ingredients. And clinical trials have found that 94% of men's skin showed an overall younger looking appearance after using Caldera Lab for a few weeks. Uh, and Dr. London, you even said just a little bit before, you said, My skin with Caldera has felt so refreshed, it's felt so moisturized. Imagine how refreshed and moisturized you would feel after you've already put on Cameron's Crustables and turned your skin into. Uh, I'd be like an like a graham cracker consistency. Okay, so like good with s'mores, I guess would be your slogan. That is not my slogan. My my slogan right now is crust you up. Okay, okay, okay. Well, uh, um, but I I could definitely do like crust you up. You know, good for s'mores in parentheses afterwards or something. This is all in flux right now. This is just presents I'm giving to my friends and family for Christmas. Tomorrow, though, might be on Shark Tank. For, for our audience, for Caldera Lab, uh, we have an exclusive offer. This is their best offer available anywhere. Use code JOCKDOC at calderalab.com and get 20% off right now. That's 20% off with code JOCKDOC at calderalab.com and make unforgettable first impressions where compliments are guaranteed. It's 20% off at calderalab.com with code JOCKDOC. And later, Cameron tells me that we can expect a very special guest. That's right, Dr. London. Yeah, so do look forward to that. But before we move on, I would like to address a bit of listener feedback. So for a long time, our listener demographic was primarily composed of old clunkers, which, like, reading the stats, I didn't, I I still don't exactly know what that was. But in our efforts to cater to them, we found that we were neglecting the many bot accounts that download our podcast. So this week's feedback comes from TikTok. It's where we were responding to the comment, this po- just popped up on my FYP, what's the podcast about? The comment is from at Mikey.Brown2256 saying, quote, FYP means for you page, not what y'all thought. It's called that because it finds content that you might like. Crying, emo- crying laughing emoji, crying laughing emoji. So... So, for, so thank you so much for your feedback. 
that's really helpful. Um, yeah, I mean, you're wrong, I guess. I just, okay, because, yeah, I, so I've been saying FYP a lot in clinic, and I thought it was a helpful abbreviation. A female patient will come in, they'll have a yeast infection, a UTI, whatever, and I'll, I'll give them medication. I'll say, this is FYP. She asks what that means. I'll say, well, a UTI is a urinary tract infection. And if she keeps asking whatever, I'm like, just, just, it's the same thing as TikTok. It's the same thing as TikTok, but you, it's TikTok, you'll get banned if you say words like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why you have to say FYP. Yeah. It's for your, yeah. So, um, or F your P or there's, you know, there's different variations of it. Yeah. And I guess, I guess clinically, I, if it's that interchangeable, then I guess it could, I can see where the confusion would happen. Maybe I'll start saying it. The way I used to say it before I tried to understand the lingo of the current age. Yeah, in a rap. The way you used to do it. Yeah, I, I used to sing. Someone would drop a beat, usually. and I'd ask the patient, usually, to drop a beat. And then I would rap. You'd uh, diagnose them. Yeah. You've got tuberculosis. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, which, and that is a good reminder. When I tried to beatbox myself, which I tried to do for years... And then also rap, it didn't go nearly as well. Oh, yeah. But now with the patient doing all the hard work, I, I get it. But all that to say, to the original question that we get this all the time, and we've addressed it, I feel like every single week, what is this podcast about? I know that's what the original thing we replied to. And once again, this podcast is about medicine. It is about 90s fads and beanie babies. It's about... Being on the beach, using a metal detector, finding coins, metal stuff. It's about finding metal stuff. It's recently become a, about CTE because of the baseball bat situation. Yep. Um, snowboarding, uh, the woke mind virus, um, the Indiana Pacers, and this is also a podcast about... Um, like, I, can't, I, can't, I don't remember where my wife is, but I don't want to say she's lost because we're still texting. All right, now for today's medical topic, Lambert-Eaton myasthenic syndrome. Lambert-Eaton myasthenic syndrome presents with muscle weakness in patients with small cell lung cancer, and this muscle weakness is caused by a decreased release of acetylcholine at the neuromuscular junction. With Lambert-Eaton myasthenic syndrome, deep tendon reflexes increase after exercise, and there's an increased strength with increased muscle use. Uh, and this is in contrast to those with myasthenia gravis, which you'll recall we talked about last week, uh, in which patients lost strength with increased use. So, lambert myasthenic syndrome increased uh, use increases muscle strength. The best initial. Oh wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm getting text from. Oh my gosh. We heard what you said about the London losers. It'll be the last thing you ever say about us. How how did how do they have this information already? We just said it. We haven't released the episode oh, yet. The, the whole place is bugged now. They've they have brought in. It's not the FBI, but like they're definitely ex FBI folks. Yeah. When I say brought in, I think they might be that. Like I'm. They don't they don't let me into those meetings. Like I said, yeah. it's pretty hands off at that point. But like they. They might be a little radicalized. And now they're just sending pictures of us. So they're around here. Yeah. But they, they've told me, don't try, to, don't try to make eye contact or whatever. Like, it'll, it's gonna, they said, like, it, it won't set all of us off, but it'll set enough of us off. Yeah. And now they sent me a picture of a gun. 
see, this is, I knew it was going to escalate past the baseball bats. No, no, see, that, once again, we're anti-gun, for one thing, that's got to be the cam girls, or possibly, I know there's one, one of the London losers who's like a collector, and he, he insists it's just a collection, it's just like historical person, he inherited half of them, uh, like, it's just for that, so. And just the red dot that's on your face right now is yeah. fine. Yeah, I mean, I unless I'm adopting a new belief system. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, we'll keep going. I guess I once again they they it acted like we shouldn't acknowledge them if something happened. So, I so uh the the, the best initial test for lambert eaton mice thing syndrome is with anti PQ type voltage gated calcium channel antibody. Say that five times fast. The best initial treatment for no. Okay, that's a, that's a reasonable risk. You sure you don't want to try? And now they're texting me. You're gonna say it five times. I don't want to. I don't even remember what you said. The, the best initial treatment for Lambert-Eaton myasthenic syndrome is with pyridostigmine, and the best treatment for acute severe Lambert-Eaton myasthenic syndrome is with IV immunoglobulin and amifampridine, which is a potassium channel blocker. Now it's just like a Taylor Swift gif. I don't... Uh, Karen, you, you said that we have a guest today. Is that right? Well, that's right. We definitely do, Dr. London. All right. Uh, hello there. My name is Dr. LondonSmith.com. This is our producer, Cameron. What was your name? My name's Rhonda Rutherford. Oh, hi, hi. Rhonda. Uh, hello. Nice to meet you both. Thank you. Wow. That's, that's a better reception than we've gotten lately. So we have some fans, and most of what they do is... <clears throat> violent uh so uh what, what brings you here i've noticed i noticed i had to you know shove a few of them off on my way here yes are they still in the old-timey baseball uniforms they are they are quite quaint but they're not very friendly i found but yeah what what, what brings you here well i uh wanted to sort of detail my uh, recent artistic endeavors. Oh. Are you a painter or, a, you know, is this a canvas situation? It is a little bit of a canvas situation. I see my reputation perhaps precedes me. I am a, uh, a sandwich painter or a sandwich marketer, depending on the day and the show at hand. Yes, I actually I go around my hometown of, uh, of Omaha and I find the best sandwich shops, the shops that might have a sandwich I enjoy. And if I enjoy said sandwich, I just rush on home to my home studio and paint the sandwich and usually oil or acrylic and and then I market the sandwich because I enjoyed it so much and sa a good sandwich needs some marketing otherwise how are you going to find one and are these edible sandwiches after being painted or is it more like uh like a prize you keep or something I do tend to keep the ones I enjoy the most as a prize, and I put them underneath, you know, something, some sandwich wrapping, or if it's a really particularly good sandwich that I enjoy, I put it under a glass casing, but if not, I have a compost pile for the ones that I consider mediocre plus. So, so you, if, if I could kind of do a walkthrough of what you, your approach here. So you, you, you're eating a sandwich at, at a sandwich and you're not sure 
but then you taste it. And then the taste. So I guess from my perspective as someone who's, I guess, not an artist, I will taste it and I'll say, oh, I could stand to have another bite of this thing. I have another bite. And then usually it's a, a lot of consecutive bites and pretty soon there's no sandwich left because I liked it so much as I ate it. So that is that is absolutely that is I would say that is where I started before I started becoming the sandwich artisan, the sandwich marketer, the sandwich painter that I am. I used to consume an entire sandwich that I enjoyed and that was part of the problem. But then I I adopted my process, my my artistic process where I learned through much practice to try to stop at the third bite. So, so I sorry. What what are the issues I'm seeing here? Uh, for one thing, do because you, you're you're very thin, and as someone who who shares that quality, like I I don't mean that in a mean way, but like you gaunt would be another word. Do you, oh yes, gaunt. I've heard yeah. that on occasion. So whenever yes. you eat, you stop eating if you enjoy it, and this has become your trade. Yes, and as you said, like. If you have yes. even mediocre sandwiches, you just throw them away in the compost. Yes, I do. Yes. After I have painted them, if they're mediocre, and I tend to put a little bit of my review at the bottom of the painting about whether or not this is a mediocre three-star sandwich or if it's a five-star masterpiece. But yes, you do have to stop at the third bite. So the first bite, you're like, hmm? And the second bite, you're like, oh. And then the third third bite you're like yes if it's mediocre or better if it's bad you're like get this away from me and then you just toss it aside and order a new sandwich so when you say mediocre you're not talking about the quality of the painting you're talking about the no. quality of the sandwich this like the taste sandwich. of the sandwich yes indeed yes all of my paintings are superb <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> <sighs> yes, it, uh, I have a lot of questions here, I think. But like, I guess once we get to the, if we skip ahead to the part, you've painted it. Who was buying these literal sandwiches, like prepared sandwiches with presumably compostable parts? Uh, who, who buys that temporary art? I do have several uh, purveyors of my art. I have artist studios in my basement and people come down into my basement and see my walls full of sandwich art and I have sold two. Two pieces, yes. One was cucumbers finger sandwiches and the other sandwich was a little bit of a, a cheese kale sandwich, if you will. Now, if I were to bring you a sandwich that I made that I thought was really good, it was like, I need this bad boy painted. Is it like, do you do commissions? I do. I do, but only if I enjoy your sandwich. So let's say you, you invite people down to your basement for this art gallery display. Like, everything's for sale, I'm assuming. Yes, except for my very favorite. There's one painting that's not for sale. I just can't part with it. I just, so it's four months, which is, uh, from, from my personal experience with sandwiches, it's enough time for food to, to rot. Um, so, and like, I get that you're making the case that, oh, well, sometimes it's mixed media where it's 
more art than food. But it sounds like a decent amount of the time it's, it is just the, basically a sandwich with paint on it. And so, so they walk into a room full of rotting food with paint mm, on it. Yeah, moldy sandwiches. Yeah. Some moldy and, sandwiches, yes. And I, I guess what I'm thinking is like, well, the smell would be something. Uh, and then if anyone walks near it, then they see the, yeah, the mold. Um, but do you, I guess, do you consider that to be a part of the art or is that something you're trying to work to improve? I would consider anything that happens as part of the artistic process, part of the art. And yes, you bring up the smell and the smell is part of the, um, the ambiance of my, of my studio. Uh, people generally enjoy it. Some of them don't enjoy it. How do you get a read on if so? Because like, I imagine people might vomit from the smell and the appearance and like being close to the, uh, th- this particular art. How, how do you how do you judge oh this person loves it or this person hates it also how many people have actually c- come by because you've yes, sold tools but it sounds like you've have you've had quite a few people visit and when did you sell the two I sold the two over the past two weeks. That's partly why I was hoping to come maybe get the word out a little bit more now that I seem to have perhaps found my people and my audience and I don't know my style if it were, but I do uh, generally gauge how successful I have been or gauge depending on, you know, your pronunciation uh, about how many wretches they make when they come in. If they do wretch a lot, I can tell that they're absorbed into the overall ambience, the experience of my uh, of my art gallery. So it's essentially uh, they're joining in with the artistic yeah. process. If they wretch, it's a compliment if they start like dry heaving. Who were your two customers? This is what I want to know. One was Marvin. Marvin's my next door neighbor. Marvin is such a darling. I walk his dog. I think uh, that may have had something to do with it. We we join hands on occasion. Uh, Marvin bought my painting of a tomato soup sandwich. It was a kind of a tomato that was uh, rye bread tomato made into a soup. They called it a sandwich at the shop, so I consider it a sandwich. And the other sandwich that I, I sold was a Wonder Bread with peanut butter and jelly in the center. Oh, Can you classic. imagine that? <laughs> I, I, I think I, I am. Is this, your, is this like your first foray into art, or have you been an artist for longer than just the last four months? This is my first foray into the artistic process, yes. Okay. Uh, what do you do for work apart from this? Well, right now, I consider this my main profession. Other than the dog walking, I do do the dog walking as well. But this is my primary profession now. I consider myself uh, the the sandwich marketer because I'm marketing these wonderful sandwiches in my Omaha region. Uh, the The best sandwiches. Again, how would you ever find them if you didn't see them in my basement studio? Yeah, I mean, word of mouth is a great way to to get people involved in your art but but like i so so you're trying to i maybe you don't know about this but um google yelp famously there there are some websites that are actually 
you can go onto them. And sorry, website if you're not familiar, it's the internet. Um, you can go onto this uh, website and find that specific sandwich shop and leave a review uh, with typed words and tell them like this sandwich was really good um, through through that methodology as well. So and you can even post pictures. So uh, like well, that's are those another pictures paintings. Uh, I don't believe anyone paints. Uh, not not in the sense that you have been doing it, no. Oh, well, then it's, this is a completely different thing, and I'm sure much more effective than leaving uh, unpainted reviews of sandwiches. You can also do this at londonsmith.com. That's one thing you forgot to mention. It's not just Google and Yelp. Go to londonsmith.com, click on one of the blog posts, leave in the comments just a review of a sandwich or whatever. So have you... Have you managed to redirect people, which is part of your intention here, to redirect people to the sandwich shop that you got the sandwich from? When have they come to your basement and said between their retching that they will go try that sandwich in a like more fresh version? Right. Well, all 14, and especially the two that have purchased paintings, have all said that they are going to go try a fresh version of the sandwiches of their preference. And I do have, you know, the star ranking beneath the sandwich art. And I also put on the label an address to the actual location where they can find that sandwich. It's a very important part of my marketing to let them know where they can go find a fresh version to try themselves. Okay, and I guess since you're here and you do have this platform, uh, do you want to say some of the, is it, is it like Subway sandwiches or like what, what places have you found to be really good? Just Frank's. Frank's house is the absolute number one place to get a very good sandwich. Remember the Wonder Bread with the peanut butter and jam that I mentioned? That was at my friend's Frank's house, and he has the number one sandwich in the Omaha area. Wait, so you're going to your friend's houses, and then if they make you a sandwich that's mediocre, you just throw it away in front of them? This is a lot more rude than I thought. Because, yeah, you definitely shouldn't be going to friends' houses and then just tossing food on the floor. That's, that's not great behavior. Now, if you were to make a sandwich for me and Dr. London here, what would the sandwich be and what would you paint on it? And where would you get it from? First of all, I mean, my first inclination is to get all of my supplies from Frank's house. Frank has a pantry like you wouldn't believe. You can walk right into it. Can you imagine walking right into a pantry? Yeah, no, that's that's a lot of pantries. It's just oh well, it was amazing. I've I've never seen that before. Anyways, uh, I would start with a rye bread, just a, a simple rye bread, and then I'd put some mayonnaise on it. And that's it. It's just a mayonnaise sandwich. Oh, oh the, okay. So I thought it was just mayonnaise on a piece of rye so there are two pieces of rye bread involved or just the one well some people believe that a an open face sandwich with one slice is a sandwich but they would be wrong but yes it looks like i i just i just brought both of your beautiful faces into my heart and that is what my heart told me to make uh, you oh th thank you oh wow oh oh so yeah oh. so i i guess i guess we could go ahead and 
Uh, th- thank you so much, Rhonda Rutherford, for coming oh, by. Thank you so much for having me and letting me to express my new artistic endeavors on your program. Yeah. Uh, is there um, anyone you'd like to shout out or promote here? I know we've, we've heard about your gallery, but anyone online? Yes, I, I um, started uh, following this new website called flatimprov.com. Uh, okay. It's about improvisation or something, improv or something. Great, okay. So oh. listeners can, when they're in it. between their sandwich art admiration, they can check out that. Okay, flatimprov.com. All right, and I believe the socials are probably reflective of a similar name. Yes, I believe they are all the, the same, yes, without the .com at the end, I believe. All right, well, uh, thank you so much for being on. Um, thank you to our producer, Cameron. Thank you to Digital in the House. 